welcome to the Farming on Purpose podcast. Today's challenges in agriculture are new, but the grit and determination required to be successful have been handed down for generations. On the Farming on Purpose podcast, we preserve the ag heritage and traditions we built our identity on while pursuing the American dream of multi-generation farms that innovate for the future. Listen along as we share stories of how farmers and ranchers are building legacies, both in their business and their character, for the sake of those they'll pass the reins to. I'm your host, Lexi Wright, and I'm excited to talk with you about the financial, generational, and production challenges facing producers in the ag industry today. This podcast is brought to you by Back Pocket Social Marketing. And yes, this is Lexi here. This podcast has been a real passion project for me. All the time that goes into interviewing guests, editing, and producing the show is sponsored by my freelance marketing agency. We specialize in website design, social media advertising, content creation and management, and email marketing. If you like to take a foundational approach to your marketing and figure out exactly what's working for you and what's not, and really focus on efficiency, then you would be a great candidate to work with us. You can reach out and talk with us more at Lexi at BackPocketSocial.com. We would love to help you solve your marketing challenges. Welcome back to Farming on Purpose. I'm so excited to be recording this podcast episode for you today. After taking a couple of weeks off to get moved, we are still adjusting to new routines, new schedules, new schools, new everything, but it feels so good to be here and be getting settled in. And honestly, it just feels like a dream come true that this is actually coming to fruition for us. So for those of you that don't know, um, or if you're listening, tuning in for the first time, we um, just moved to my husband's family's farm. And we purchased that this spring. And my husband, Lance, is the sixth generation on this farm. And our kids are going to be the seventh. So we feel very blessed to have been granted this opportunity and to be diving in headfirst to this new adventure. So I will be doing an episode on what that journey has all looked like very soon. But for today, I want to take a moment just to share with you a little bit about my own journey and another piece of my story. Um, When I started this podcast, I really did it because I was so hungry for community in finding people that were doing what I was doing and trying to figure out how to be farming intentionally and starting um, either from zero or starting from a family operation and making positive changes, things like that. And so when I started this podcast, I really didn't talk a whole lot about myself. I kind of just jumped into sharing the stories of the people who were inspiring me and the stories that I was um, hearing from other folks online. And that was so much fun. But I want to make sure that I share exactly what my story has looked like as well, because I think it can be helpful for some folks. So what I do um, for a career is I own a marketing agency that specializes is in online marketing and business growth strategy. And so often I avoid telling people that that's what I do because nobody understands. I shouldn't say nobody. A lot of folks don't understand what that means when I say that's what I do. So I would rather just say 
nothing. <laughs> um, and if someone asks me what I do, I just say marketing. But really, what I do, um, I call it freelancing. And I got started with freelancing actually clear back in college. Um, I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time, but I would have organizations reach out to me needing help with projects they were working on, like designing newsletters or editing videos for conferences, writing articles for newspapers or publications or troubleshooting their social media. And these were things that I loved to do. And I was happy to take on those projects. Um, but back then, they were just fun projects to me that sometimes involved a little bit of extra cash. I had no idea that that is what I would do full time someday. Um, when I got started truly in freelancing and I started to see it more of a as a career option for me, it was much later in life. Um, I actually spent a year as a high school ag teacher right out of college. I was very involved in FFA in high school and college. And teaching ag just seemed like the natural next step. And I really enjoyed it and learned a lot that year that I was an ag teacher. But ultimately, it did not align with our family's plans and dreams for the future. So, so fast forward a couple of years there, um, I had worked in a couple different marketing jobs and kind of discovered that that is where my talents really lied. And so I was really enjoying that. Um, I had my first son. And after that, I started exploring a lot of ideas for making more money to pay for daycare. Um, it didn't make sense for me to be a stay at home mom financially for us. But I also wasn't making enough that we were going to be able to grow our family if some things didn't change. So we had big goals that we wanted to have more kids. And that meant a lot to us. So during that time, after my first son was born, I spent a lot of hours researching different side hustles and additional ways to make more money outside my full-time job. And that's when I really started to understand that those fun side projects that I'd been doing already had the potential to really be my whole career if I wanted them to be. Um, when my second son was born, I started pushing a lot harder on that and tried to figure out ways that we could stay financially stable as we started paying for two kids under the age of two in daycare. And I got started finding more freelance clients that were more regular and had projects for me more frequently and started thinking about the kinds of services that I wanted to offer clients um, from more of a ahead of the game approach instead of a behind the game of them reaching out with options for me, I started reaching out to folks with options for them of ways that I could support them with their marketing already and connecting with business owners that I was interested in working with. And that gave me my first few clients. And I started working in the evenings and on weekends to do website editing and social media content and emailing and blog writing um, for these clients. And I absolutely loved it. It lit up all of my passions, all of my talents. And it was something that I had been getting to learn a lot more about and put more technical chops to in my marketing jobs. And so I felt like I was positioned really well to serve these clients. 
when we had our third child, uh, I started to get really burnt out. My pregnancy with her was a lot more challenging than it had been with my boys. And I was feeling the, a lot of stress at this point of being a working mom who had a full-time office job that I absolutely loved and cared so much about, but sometimes required travel or long days and was just a challenge for me to balance with kids' doctor's appointments or sick days or daycare being closed and the physical toll that my third pregnancy and postpartum after my third pregnancy took on me. Um, when I my infant to work program ended when my daughter turned six months old, which by the way, incredible program. I don't know if I ever would have returned to work full time without that program, which what it was, was a program that allowed me to work in the office full time and keep my baby with me until six months of age. So I did that program with my second um, and my third kids. And I honestly, I, I think it kept me in my career much longer because of that program. And I'm so thankful for it. But after my third daughter phased aged out of that program, I chose to step away from my full-time career and start freelancing full-time. Um, and freelancing with those marketing clients that I'd already been working with a lot and take on a few more to make it um, able to replace my full-time income. So my daughter was able to stay home with me until she was about 10 months old. And I was so blessed to have been able to work with clients from home and enjoy that time with her. And as I continued to grow my roster of freelance clients, um, we had our fourth baby who also got to stay home with me until she was about nine months old. And that was the completion of our family. Um, we had four kids under the age of five, very busy household. And I was so grateful for the extra flexibility that I now had um, from taking the time to grow my marketing agency and to be able to you know, take time off whenever I needed it. If daycare was closed, if I had a sick kid, if I was sick, if we had things going on at home that I needed to take care of. You know, it just gave me so much more ability to fill all of the roles that were important in my life um, that I craved to be able to fulfill better. Uh, that's not to say it was an easy transition. I had a lot of stress during those first couple of years of being a full-time self-employed person. Um, you know, you just, there's no reliability in your income because you're working with clients on projects that come and go. Um, a lot of work can tend to be seasonal. A lot of pressure from clients that have tight timelines can tend to be seasonal and overlap with each other. And I also had a lot of postpartum struggles after my second, my last two pregnancies of just anxiety and a lot of extra stress and keeping the girls at home until they were nine and 10 months old was so much part of what I wanted to do, but it did cause a lot of extra stress because I was trying to balance their schedules and work at the same time. Um, so during this time we were growing our family, we were also working to find ways that we could be involved in production agriculture. My husband and I both grew up in production ag, um, living in rural Kansas, and I grew up on a hobby farm. My husband grew up in production agriculture in a lot of different ways, um, with his grandparents' farm and his own parents' operations that they worked in. Um, and the farm that we are back on right now he will be the sixth generation on and my kids will be the seventh generation on. 
But we still consider ourselves beginning farmers because at that time we were doing everything from scratch. We were not on the family farm. Um, we had bought 20 acres with our home and we're trying to figure out ways that we could make this fixer upper farmhouse and these 20 acres um, work for us to be the start of our business um, on our farm. So we started raising goats and chickens. We kept our horses there. Um, and then we would rent pasture wherever we could for our small group of cows during the summer. And then we would bring them home to those 20 acres to dry lot them in the winter. Uh, we lived pretty frugally and did everything that we could to save up for equipment that we needed, like feeders and panels. We bought a tractor, trailer, hay, um, a truck to be able to haul things and to pay off that first small group of cows that we had. And a lot of what allowed us to do that and to grow and to actually have the ability to make mistakes and rebound from those mistakes was that extra income that I was making from freelancing before I quit my full-time job. Um, and so we were growing our family. We were beginning our farm. And during that time, a lot of times we wondered if hobby farmers, as we call it, would be all that we would ever be. You know, we had big dreams of being able to do production ag at a lot larger scale than we currently were doing. And it takes so much capital to get started farming. And I know we talk about that on this podcast a lot. It doesn't matter if you work with the bank or not. It doesn't matter if you are with your family or not. One way or another, you have to have enough capital to be able to get all of the equipment that you need um, to get started. And that can be such a insurmountable cost to a lot of beginning farmers. So having the extra income um, is what really kept me motivated during that time. You know, I loved what I was doing, but I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of work. I worked evenings. I worked weekends. I worked late nights. I worked around kids' sleep schedules. I did everything I could to keep us growing um, from my business. And then while I was in my full-time job and saving costs wherever we could so that we would have a chance at being able to start our own operation and to grow our operation. Financially, uh, that put a lot of strain on us. Um, we questioned what we were doing a lot, you know, if this was the right decision for us and for our family. Did it make sense for us to be pouring so much financial investment into our farm if our farm was never going to be able to financially support us? Um, we questioned if that was the right choice for our kids. We, we had four kids. We wanted to be able to invest in their futures and provide what they needed as well. And we had been doing this for about six years when we decided something's got to give, you know, something has to be different. And we'd been thinking that for several years at that point, but it was kind of like, well, we'll wait and see what happens. Or maybe next year it'll grow enough that it'll do this, or we'll be able to pay for that on its own. Or, you know, that kind of, that kind of wait until this happens mentality. But around year six, 
um, of having just our small group of cows, which we've grown pretty good at that point. And we'd gotten paid off and we'd bought a lot of the equipment that we needed, but there wasn't any opportunity to expand land wise in our area. Definitely not that we were going to be able to afford and definitely not at the amount that we would need to acquire. Um, Plus we didn't have access to it. A lot of land that we would have tried to have bought sold before we ever even knew it was for sale. So we questioned a lot over that last year and a half, um, whether what we were doing was worth it. Would we be better off giving up this dream of being involved in production ag and farming and ranching and putting that money away for when it comes time to help our kids get their own start in life? Or would we have anything to show for all of this hard work that we were doing? And I'd like to share a lot more about what that process has looked like for us and how we got to where we are now from that. Um, But I think that's going to have to be in a separate podcast episode to share that whole story. Um, So that's kind of where we were at. And then now getting kind of skipping ahead past the the hard, messy middle part of that story, um, saving that for another time, we are to a point where we were able to take over I say takeover. Um, We bought the family farm from my husband's grandma. And so that that solved a lot of problems that we had had. We moved to a different area where land was a little bit more affordable and we had access to this land. We knew that it was needing to transition because it was in my husband's family. And now we have finally made that move. We are at the farm and starting to shape it into a productive business that will work for us and for our family. And I'm so thankful for this opportunity to be able to do that. Um, again, a lot of what has allowed to do uh, allowed us to do that has been my freelancing business that has turned into its own full-fledged marketing agency um, because it has allowed me the flexibility to be my own boss, set my own schedule, and choose the life that works for our family, choose the schedule that works for our family. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, Those couple of years that I did it alone there were pretty hard. And I don't know if I could ever do those years again. Um, I, I hate to think about the number of hours per week that I was putting in during that phase where I was growing my business and where I was really trying to scale my business um, to something bigger because it, it, it really did burn me out quite a bit. Um, and it made me, it made me really question if it was the right thing for me and if it was going to be worth it because I was putting in so much of that extra work, those long hours that I, it was doing something I loved to do, and I loved working with my clients and helping them solve their challenges that they were having with marketing. But at the same time, I was like, is this ever going to pay off? Is this ever going to get there? And I think a lot of other people who own businesses can relate to that. You don't know if it's ever going to pay off or if you'll just be working a ridiculous amount of hours for the rest of forever and ever and ever. Um, and you start to question, you know, if, if that's really the right way to shape your priorities or if you should be focusing that time more on family or on, you know, yourself, your health, 
other things. I let a lot of those things slide. Um, my health was definitely one of the things that slid during that business building period. And I'm looking forward now to having a little bit more of that balance in my life again. Um, and I need to make sure that I say very clearly that I had support in growing my business. Um, I've been very thankful to have people in my life who are also entrepreneurs and that I could look to for advice and I could look to for example. And when I had my fourth baby at that point in time, I had started to realize that I couldn't do it on my own anymore. I needed to be growing um, folks on my team for my business that I could rely on and that I could um, have the duties spread out more so that my business wasn't completely relying on me. Because as long as that was the case, I could only, I only have so much capacity. A single individual only can do so much. And I could achieve a lot more with a team and with people who liked doing the same things that I like doing and like helping clients the same way that I do. So growing my team and having that support is what has allowed me to continue to love my job and continue to love what I do for clients and to not stay in that burnt out phase of, wow, will this ever pay off? Um, so if you are an entrepreneur at that point where you are thinking about growing past um, just yourself and hiring more employees or scaling to the next step, it can be really scary. Uh, but I think that if you are to a point where you are questioning whether it's worth it or not, go ahead and take the step because you may just get all of the fun parts back and all of the joy back that you missed um, as you were getting a lot of the stress of growing your business too. And a lot of what starting to work with um, employees in my business has done for me is reopened my bandwidth for creativity and to actually pursue the mission that was underlying in my business the whole time. Um, you know, I love the marketing work that I do. I love solving the problems that I get to solve for all of the different clients and all the different capacities that I work with. Um, I love that variety. But the reason that I started doing that was because there is this problem in our industry in agriculture where people who want to be in the industry do not have the opportunity to do so. And it's not a it's not a matter of laziness or lack of work ethic that that's causing them to not be able to be successful in the industry. It's a, the way that the industry is set up that they will never have a chance, some of them. Uh, because they don't have the resources that they need to get started. So my big why for sharing my freelancing journey and the journey of growing my own business is to help start the conversation about opportunities for the next generation to be in production agriculture. For me, I feel like even though I've known I wanted to be in production agriculture since I was a little girl, I've had to scratch and claw my way to get there. And honestly, we still are. Uh, I don't want that for my kids. If any of them have any desire to be in production ag, I want them to be able to do it as soon as they're ready. I don't want them to have to wait until they're 45 to be able to buy something to get started or until they're 55 before we're in a good enough financial position to pass something on to them. Because at the age of 55, their career should be in its ripe, successful innovative, doing new things and making things better stage, not in their just getting started phase. 
I think a lot of people who are involved in agriculture or dream of being involved are faced with this same issue. If they are on a multi-generational operation, they're faced with making decisions that keep the business afloat now, but also position the business to be something of value for the next operator, whether that's family or not family. And that means investing in new equipment at the right time so it's not junk when you're ready to pass it on, but still figuring out how to afford the payments. It means buying land at the right time and right price. It means managing your cattle herd so you have a good balance of aging but healthy cows. Um, it, it just it requires so much, both from a knowledge standpoint and a capital management standpoint. And I think we have to have that conversation about this barrier that there is for entry and beginning farmers and ranchers. We know that farming and ranching is a financially and mentally stressful job. And I think it's time that we start talking about how we can set our kids up for something better. And for us, growing my freelancing business into a marketing agency has been a game changer in allowing us the flexibility in the season of growing our family and farming on the side. Um, it's allowed me to be able to hustle hard when we really want to make extra income. And it's also allowed me to take a step back when I need it for my personal well-being and to fulfill other roles in my life the way that I need to fulfill them um, and adjust to changes in our family. Without my freelancing business, without my marketing agency, we would never be able to even consider the possibility of expanding our operation. And we both had good jobs. My husband has a good job. I had a good full-time job. We had good jobs. Um, but it just takes so much more. It takes so much more financial investment to be able to have a chance at farming. And having the option to freelance on the side while working full-time for me, and then to transform that business into a full-time career for myself um, is what has allowed us to move forward. The way that we grew our farm isn't something that I'm saying is gonna work for everybody or would even be the right option for everybody. But for us, it is what allowed us to be able to have the opportunity to do what we wanted. And it allowed me personally to fulfill all the roles that I care about and needed to fulfill in my life. I needed to be able to have the flexibility to be there as a mom when my kids need me most. I needed to have the ability to help invest in our farm and our kids' future in that way if they ever choose to be part of the farm. And I needed the opportunity to be creative. And that's exactly what my marketing agency allows me to do and to help solve those problems and find solutions that are creative for the clients that I work with. So all that to say that that is the mission behind this podcast is to help share stories of folks who are finding creative ways to make farming an option for themselves and for the next generation in a sustainable way, because we know our industry has this challenge. We know that the average age of the farmer continues to increase. We know that we have to figure out ways to be innovative in our industry or it will be gone. We are less than 2% of the entire population. And I would venture to say that it's even less than that. You know, that 2% is everyone in the U.S. who's involved in agriculture, but only a small percentage of that 2% actually has 
the opportunity to create change in our industry, the opportunity to do things that are new and different because there are so few of us that are young enough in our careers still to be able to implement this kind of change, to be able to say, we are going to choose a different path for the next generation. And I don't say any of that to put down any decisions that were made by past generations or any decisions that led us to the industry and agriculture that we have today. A lot of the things that have come to be in our industry are because our hands were forced or it seemed like the best option at the time or it was the least terrible option at the time. And that's how we have come to be where we are. But we have to understand all of that historically, I think, to truly understand the best path forward in agriculture today. And I'm so excited now that we're moved to have more bandwidth to be talking more about the history and the ways that people are being creative and finding new solutions to make that positive change in the ag industry. Lastly, it's hard to believe this is possible, but here in a few short months, we are coming up on this podcast's one year anniversary, and I've got some big plans to be celebrating that. Um, I never thought I would be a podcast host or that I would have a podcast, but this is something I have found a lot of joy in this past year, and it's really got my creative juices flowing again, being able to talk to so many different people and from so many different types of ag businesses. So um, this is your formal invitation to join our Facebook group. It's going to be called Farming on Purpose. And in that Facebook group, I would love to invite everyone to be sharing their stories, their questions, their challenges. I think we only grow and change and figure out better opportunities for the future by sharing with each other and not hoarding that knowledge that we have and the things that have worked successfully for us. A lot of times in ag, we tend to be humble. We don't want to brag about our successes, but in this Facebook group, I want us to be sharing what's working. I want us to be collaborating on challenges that we're facing and feeling like it's a space where it's okay to want for something better for our industry and not to just say, you know, this is the way it is. So I will link that Facebook group in the show notes. I invite you to join us there and join in those conversations and we'll be issuing some challenges there soon in honor of that one year anniversary coming up where you guys will have the opportunities to win some things and get involved. Hope to see you in there. Do you know someone building their ag legacy or with stories of yesteryear on the farm that need to be shared? Please let us know or help them apply to be a guest on the show at farmingonpurpose.com slash guest. If you've enjoyed spending time with us today, please take a moment to review the show on Apple Podcasts or give us a share on social media. You can follow the host of Farming on Purpose, Lexi, at, at Farming on Purpose on all social media. And let us know what topics you want to hear more about.